Lord. Amen. Somebody say amen. Thank you, Father, for the word of the Lord today. Speak to our hearts through the book and by the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father, for enriching our lives. May the eyes of our hearts be flooded with light and our spirits be strengthened. Speak to us. Thank you, Father, for it. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everyone said amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, the first scripture we want to look at as you're being seated is Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians, the 6th chapter, and the 18th verse. We are also going to be having communion today during this service. Always a great time to have communion. Amen. How many of you know that you and I have been given the incredible privilege to connect with Almighty God? We've been able to do that and are able to do that through prayer. Now notice with me in Ephesians 6.18, it says praying always, or we could say it this way, always praying. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. I just want you to pay particular attention to that phrase, praying always. So we know that we have a covenant with God. And this covenant that we have with God has for you and I a reciprocal response. And that is this, if we will call, He will answer. In Jeremiah chapter 33 and verse 3, he says, Call to me, and I will answer you. So he says, Well, I'm not getting any answers. Well, are you doing any calling? And are you praying in line with the word of God? Call unto me, and I will answer you, and I will show you what kind of things? Great and mighty things which you did not know. Recently I heard this phrase, Prayers get previews. Prayers get previews. In other words, because the Spirit of God lives on the inside of us and He shows us things to come, many times through prayer we will get previews. Not only that, but He will begin to show us things that have been fenced in. He will begin to show us things that have been hidden from our intellect that quite frankly we need to know. Oh, it pays rich dividends to pray. I like what the Amplified says, and I'll just read a part of it. It says this, I will show you great and mighty things, fenced in and hidden, which you do not know, distinguish or recognize, or have the knowledge of or understand. Amen. I'm a candidate for that. I'm a candidate. I choose to press in to the presence of God so that I can know what I need to know. Now, here's what I want you to understand today. Prayer was never intended for it to be complex. Prayer is not complex. When we make prayer complex, it leads to prayerlessness. When we make it some esoteric thing way out here and that you have to pray five hours a day before you have breakfast... And and that you just have to work yourself up to some sort of lather in the spirit that, you know, you don't even know your name anymore. Just making it complicated and, and just ever so spiritual. But prayer, my friends, is talking to God. God hears. God answers prayer. And you and I can connect with Him relationally. 
We can connect with Him and we can have fellowship. Notice with me in 1 John chapter 1 and verse 3. It talks about having fellowship with the Father and with His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want you to notice this phrase. It says, And this fellowship which we have is a distinguishing mark of Christians. You see, our fellowship and our relationship being so filled with His presence by the Spirit of prayer becomes a distinguishing mark in my life and in your life. You know, it's awesome that we can come to church today or when we get up in the morning, we can address Him as Father. We do not have to address address Him as God. Heavenly Father. No, get rid of your perpendicular language and just come as a son, come as a daughter to your heavenly Father. In Romans 8 and verse 15 from the New Living Translation, it says this, So you've not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, we've received God's Spirit when He adopted you as His children. Now we call Him We call him Abba Father, or we call him Daddy Daddy. Let me just quote the message. It says, This resurrection life you receive from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. It's adventurously expectant, greeting God with a childlike... What's next, Papa? What's next? How many of you want to know what's next? And there is a next. God's not finished with you. And he's not finished with us here as, the, as a church. I said he's not finished with you and he's not finished with us. For he that's begun a good work in you and in us will perform it. He will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Abba Father is working in our lives. And so what we need to do then is we need to see him as being approachable. You see... Our view of God affects our approach to God. Our view of God affects our approach to God. If we have a a bad approach to God, it affects our relationship with Him. I thank God that He's not distant. I I thank God that He's not up there looking to swat us or to get us. No, thank God, He's a loving, caring. He's a good, good Father. Amen. And He loves you, and He loves me. You know, one of the things I love about being a granddad is my three little grandchildren. Those little girls, I mean, without reservation, they'll just come and run and sit on Papa's lap. And they'll look at me with those baby blues or baby browns. And they'll say, Papa, can I have? And I say, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Well, how much more? Come on, somebody. How much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to them that just approach Him without reservation and just run into His arms? You know what He says? He says, I got you. Aren't you glad He does? Hallelujah. It's a whole lot better than like some of us did when we were teenagers. Hi, Dad. How are you? I need the car. 
I need some money. Thanks. Bye. Next Friday night. Hey, Dad, how you doing? I need $20. Going on a date. And I need the cars, the Plymouth Fury 3. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> what kind of, what kind of relationship is that? What kind of fellowship is that? But thank God with our Heavenly Father, there are no walls of separation between you and me. Jesus broke it down by the blood covenant. Amen. So we are not to be mechanical then when it comes to prayer. Now our view of God often comes as a result of how we view ourselves in God. Amen. In other words, who we are in Christ, what we have in Christ, and what we can do in Christ comes from being in the Word of God. And when you know those things, man, it just gives you confidence. If you know what Christ has done for you, oh man, how much more will He do great things in your life? Now, a a great verse of Scripture in 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, For He, God, made Him, Jesus, to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that that you and I might be made the righteousness of God in Him. Amen. Now, what does that mean, Pastor Mark? That means that you are right in His sight when you came to Him because He washed you by the blood of Jesus. So know that you are cleansed by the blood and that you can approach Him with confidence. Say it with me. I am God's child. I'm an heir of God. I'm a joint heir with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I, ha- and I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So we have this invitation. Draw near. Draw near. Draw near. Draw near. Draw near. Have no fear. Don't back down. Don't back off. Son, daughter, I love you. Now draw near. And as you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. Hebrews puts it like this. In verse 22 of Hebrews 10, it says, Let us draw near with a true heart. With what kind of assurance? Full assurance of faith. I'm quoting this. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. I love that statement. Let's draw near with the true heart in full assurance of faith. Full assurance of faith. Full assurance. In other words, fully persuaded. We're in faith when we draw near to Him. Now you all know this verse. Many of you do. Some of you don't. So I want to pull it up there in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. This is a word for me. And this is a word for us. This is a word for the church. Ready? Let's read. Let us, therefore, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help. Now I want you to notice particularly in this verse, let us. Not just one or two of us, but let us as a church. Of course, let us come individually. But let us corporately as a church come boldly unto the throne of grace. Let us make our petitions known unto Him. 
Let us approach the throne of grace individually and corporately. Let us do so with great confidence and great boldness. In the past few months, and I'm reading from the email that I sent to you. In the past few months, the Lord has stirred my heart regarding prayer. And has led me to designate prayer assignments for our church family to pray over each month. This is something that you will get right at the end of every month. Amen. The phrase, arrows of prayer, dropped in my spirit. It just dropped in my spirit. Arrows of prayer. So with these prayer assignments, we will aim our arrows of prayer at specific targets each month. Our first monthly arrows of prayer assignment will begin in September with the following two areas. Now, I understand that there's a whole lot more to pray about. But you know, if you assign a hundred things, 99 of them won't get done. So I believe I've been led of the Lord to just center in on maybe one or maybe two every month so that we can pray in our homes. Amen. Individually, but also that we can pray at designated prayer times together as a church. And one of the things that's big in my heart is safety over all of our students in schools. I do not believe that it is the will of God for kids to be bullied on on playgrounds. I do not believe that it is the will of God for some demon-possessed person to come into any of our schools and mow children down with a gun. How many of you believe that? Somebody says, well, how can you you pray against that? The blood of Jesus. The name above every name. We've been given the name above every name. And we can pray with authority and we can pray with power. And then the other thing that we want to be praying about is for church growth. We want to be praying about an increase in the area of finances of the church. How many of you can hook with me on that? Now, many of you receive these prayer assignments through email. Some of you are not on our email list. We'd love to get you on there. But we have at the information table praying and saying the same thing over our church finances and church growth. And then we have a prayer for safety over our students and over our schools. Now, you will notice that praying for the students and over the schools is shorter than praying and saying the same thing. So you may want to take this praying the same thing and the Spirit of the Lord may just direct you to pray over one area real strong. Amen? For example, we call people into HBCC from the north, south, east, west. We believe God is adding to this church daily such as should be saved. And then you just may want to pray in English or pray in the Spirit. However, the Lord leads you to pray. Here's another one. We have sown good seeds and we believe that we are reaping a harvest of blessings in the area of new births, the unchurched, committed believers, and even finances. And also you can pray over one another. You can pray over Pastor Tom, Pastor Mark, and all the pastoral staff as we pray over you. We declare and pray that we have favor with God and man, the blessings upon us, the favor God surrounds us. The mercy and goodness of God follows us all the days of our lives. Amen. Amen. 
And so pray this. Let us believe together. We are entering into a new season of fresh anointing in the area of prayer. I believe that the Holy Spirit is ready and He is able and He's willing to move in our individual lives and in this church in greater ways than He's ever moved before. And so all it takes is people not complicating prayer, but simply come to Him as a child and pray and believe together. Amen? Amen. So if you want one of these, please go to the information table afterwards and you will get that. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, you can and I can connect with God. We can connect with the God who hears our prayers and answers our prayer. Come boldly to Him. We have access to Him. Here's another thought that I just want to share with you. And that is this. You don't have to wait until things get really bad before you pray. Praying always, at all seasons, at all times. Pray without ceasing. Now, don't get religious on me. Praying without ceasing doesn't mean that you got a 24 hours a day. Say, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. You go to McDonald's and say, give me a Big Mac. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Uh, Supersize it. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. No, don't do that. People will think you're nuts. No, just live with an attitude of prayer. I believe that one minute prayers can be as powerful, if not more powerful than 60 seconds. They're 60 minutes. You see, prayer ought to be our first response not our last resort. Prayer ought to be our first response and not our last resort. Oh, dear God, things are so bad. I guess, I guess, I guess all we can do is pray. No, that's the best you can do. It's the first thing we should be doing. I don't get under condemnation. I can see some of you thinking, well, I haven't prayed for a week. Hey, it's okay. Come on in. Come on up. Let's join together. This isn't about you comparing your prayer life with Pastor Tom's. It's not about Joe comparing his life with Dr. Cho. No. It's not about that. It's about you as a son and about you as a daughter just coming to Him. Come on, lift up your hands. Come on, let's make a commitment in our hearts. Glory to God. Oh, pradishele vrande. Thank you, Master. Glory to God. So we come boldly to the throne of grace today. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. See, pray, prayer, someone said, paves the way prayer paves the way prayer paves the way for impossible things to become possible prayer paves the way prayer paves the way for the way I am Jesus said 
I am the way. I'm in this situation. Pastor Mark, I don't know how to get out of it. He knows the way out. We sing the song, Waymaker. We don't just sing that to be cute and get inspired and get emotional. He is the way maker. Listen, guys, there's no temptation taking you, but this is as common to man. But your God is faithful. He will not suffer you to be tempted above your ability, but he will always at all times provide a way of escape for you. Has anybody experienced the way before? Has anybody ever been in a real test and in a real trial But you were prayed up and you made it through that test and trial because he is the way maker. Amen. Glory to God. Glory, glory, glory. Here's what uh, George Muller said. George Muller had an orphanage where, you know, they didn't really know where the next meal was coming from. But he'd gather those orphans around him and they would just pray. They'd come to the dinner table and they would literally pray or the breakfast table and they would pray with nothing on the table and all of a sudden there'd be a knock on the door and groceries would be delivered. Amen. Does God know our address? He has the hairs of our hair numbered. Amen. Here's what George said. He said, I live in the spirit of prayer. There's a spirit of prayer. I live in the spirit of prayer. In other words, George was saying, I'm praying at all times. And then he went on to say, I pray as I walk about, when I lie down, and when I rise up. And the answers are always coming. Hallelujah. You know, one way that you can practice the presence of God, and we talked about this, how that we can choose presence over pressure. One thing that you can practice the presence of God, don't wait till noon to pray. Wake, wake up and say something to the Lord. Amen. One thing that you can say is, My Father. My Father. I worship you. Hallowed be your name. I magnify you, Lord. You know, you could spend either 20 seconds thinking about his name, or you could get lost in a spirit of worship for hours just meditating on his name. My Father, I worship you. You are Jehovah Raha. You are my shepherd. And I magnify you today because you lead me and guide me to all the truth for my life. My Father, I worship you. For you are the great restorer of my soul. You are Jehovah Rapha. You're the Lord who heals me. You are the Lord who sanctifies me. You are present in my life. Glory to God. If we had time, we could preach 20 minutes right now on his names and just recite one after another. He is the almighty God. Hallelujah. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the Rose of Sharon. He is the bright and morning star. He's your shepherd. He's your light. He's your strength. 
He's your shield. He's your abundant compensation. He is El Shaddai, the God who is more than more than enough for anything that you will ever face in your life. He is, and He forever will be our faithful friend. The one who watches over His Word to perform it. The one who lifts us up out of the dunghill and places us among princes. He is the one who made you a king and a priest unto God. He is the one who called you out of darkness. Now all we must do is show forth the marvelous praises of God. Amen. Come on, lift up your hands and praise Him for a moment. Glory to God. Glory to God. You can have revival in your own bed. You can have revival before going to church. Oh, revive us, oh God. May there be a revival in my spirit. May there be a revival in my soul. Who'll join me with that? And so George said this, I live in the spirit of prayer. I pray as I walk about, when I lie down, when I rise up, and the answers are always coming. Amen? Now lastly, before we receive communion, I've been speaking 25 minutes as of right now. I have a few minutes left, but we want to make sure that we celebrate the Lord's table and we draw near. Lastly, I want to say this. When we pray for our needs, and God's interested in meeting our needs, we must make sure we pray in line with the Word. In other words, we must ask according to His Word. His Word is my toolbox. It is our weapon. His Word is what's on the menu. His Word is full of His will and of His promises. For every problem that you and I face, there's a promise in His Word. So look in His Word and find the Scriptures that cover your case. And then take His promises and pray the promises of God. Declare the promises of God over your life. Turn with me to John chapter 15. John 15 and verse 7. Hallelujah. There's a sweet spirit in this room right now. It's the precious Holy Spirit. John 15, 7. This is a conditional verse. He said, If you abide in me and my words abide in you. In other words, if you live in me, I will live in you. If you live for me and my words live or take up residence in you, in your spirit, you shall ask what you will and what will happen. It shall be done unto you. Somebody says, yeah, but what if I ask something that I will that he don't will? Listen, if you're a committed Christian, you're not going to do that. If you're a word-based person, you're going to find out what the Word of God says. And because you want to walk close with him, you're not going to ask anything outside of his will. We can't find in his word to have three wives. Right? We can't find in His Word that, you know, we're going to have 10 million oil wells. Uh-uh. 
We must base our prayers on His Word. Now, I want you to notice in this verse, I want you to count with me the, time, the times the word you or ye is, is in this verse. Number one, if ye abide in me, that's number one, and my words abide in you, number two, and you shall ask what you will, number three, and it shall be done unto who? It shall be done unto you. Now, what this is saying to us is this. It's not all up to God. Whether our prayers are answered, you and I have a vital role to play. Many prayers are not prayed in line with the Word of God. They're not prayed in line with the Word of God. This is a great quote. And I'll say it slow enough that if you want to write it down, this is, this is worth your, your drive-in today. Prayer, and I'll say it a few times, prayer should be like God looking down to earth and seeking a mirror reflecting His Word back to Him. I'll say that again. Prayer should be like God looking down to earth and seeing a mirror reflecting back His Word back to Him. Amen. You are and I am the voice of His Word in the earth. Amen. So as we pray the Word and as we declare the Word, our great High Priest has been sent to perform His Word on our behalf. So pray in line with the Word. And then look at 1 John chapter 14 and verse 15. 1 John chapter 14 and verse 15. And this is the confidence. Everyone say confidence. The assurance. The privilege of boldness which we have in Him. We are sure that if we ask anything, make any requests according to His will in agreement with His own plan, what does He do? He listens to and hears us. And since we positively know that He listens to us in whatever we ask, we also know with settled and absolute knowledge that we have granted as our present possessions the requests made of Him. That means this, that confidence, assurance, and boldness comes from knowing His will. His Word is His will. Find the will. Know the will. Meditate the will. Pray the will. And the will of God will be accomplished in our lives. See, it's uncertainty of the Word of God that causes people to pray outside of His will. Listen to this statement. Prayer without a foundation, prayer with a promise, has, without a promise, let me start again. Thank God for digital. Right? Rewind. Be kind. Everybody, be kind. Pastor Mark's going to rewind. Okay, listen. Prayer without a promise has no foundation. Promise without a prayer has no purpose. It will not come to pass. So I say all that to say this today to you. Know the promises. Pray the promises. And receive the promises. For all the promises of God are yes 
and amen. Pastor Tom and group, come to the platform if you would. In just a moment or two, we're going to receive communion. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen is a faith declaration. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. When you say amen and you pray according to the will of God, you're saying, so be it. It is and it shall be so. I believe God has heard me. And faith always says thank you. Amen. Let's stand up and stretch for a minute before we receive communion. Just hold the communion just for a moment. Glory to God. Let's lift up our hands. And let's just thank God today. Father, we thank you for the spirit of prayer growing in our midst. Lord, I pray just a, for a stirring in my heart and a greater stirring in the members of this church. A greater stirring, Lord God, in our partners. Oh, Jesus, we know that these are the last of the last days. Amen. And we know that time is running out on this earth. And Lord, we want to be very faithful in the things that you have placed into our hands. Faithful with the giftings that you've given us. Faithful to steward, Lord God, what you've placed before us. Lord, we thank you for the San Francisco Bay Area right now. And we ask for a mighty reign of the Spirit. We ask for a great deluge of the Holy Ghost. You said in your word to ask for rain in the time of the latter rain. Well, we're here today, right here on Asperian Boulevard. And Lord, we're asking not for religion. We're asking for revival. We're asking for revival in the hearts of men and women across this great Bay Area. We pray for the pastors, Lord. May there be a special touch upon them today. Lord, thank you for anointing all of us pastors with fresh oil today. Thank you, Master. We hold up our students. We hold up all that have gone back to school. And in the name of Jesus, we take our place. We take dominion over violence. We take dominion over bullying. We bind up every principality and every power. We declare in the name of Jesus, safety in our streets, safety in our schools, in Jesus' name. Oh, we thank you, Father, for it. We magnify your holy name. Let it begin with me, Lord. Let it begin with me. Put your hand over your heart and say, oh, Lord, it begin. Let your great work, let the great spirit of prayer begin strong in my heart. I commit afresh and anew to your will and to your plan and to all that you want to do in me and for me and through me. We magnify you. Praise God. So if you're here this morning and you've never made Jesus your Lord and Savior, we're going to pray a corporate prayer. That means all of us are going to pray together. For many, many in this auditorium today, we'll be just, praise God, confirming that we love God and that He's in our lives. But listen, if you're here this morning, if you have any doubts about whether you're saved or not, that's not good. God wants you to know that you have Christ in your life. Somebody says, yeah, but i got to clean myself up before I come to Christ. If I had a gong, I'd gong it. No. You don't have to clean yourself up. The key is come to Christ and He cleans us up. If I had to clean myself up before I came to Christ, <laughs> I'd still be working on it. I don't know about you, but a lot of folks don't come because they don't feel like 
They're worthy to come. Well, hey, join the club. None of us were. That's why he shed his blood to make us worthy. Amen? So please connect with your father through this prayer today. Connect with him. Jesus said that he that comes to me, I will never cast him out. I will always take him in. Praise God. This is one of the most important prayers that you may ever pray in your whole life. I can remember praying this way back in March of 1975. Man, you talk about your burden being rolled away. Old things passing away and all things becoming new. All you can say is, wow, what a God we serve. And we must never, ever allow this first love to wane or to die. This first love, this first love of Him, just opening His Word. Before we had a nickel, before we even had a car to drive, He came to Him. First love. I pray that this first love be renewed in my life. This first love be renewed in our church. Connect with him today. Let's pray this together. You ready? Amen. Say it with me, Lord Jesus. I believe in my heart. And I say with my mouth that you came to this earth and lived a sinless life. And on Calvary's cross, you gave your life as a ransom for all. You paid the price for me. And I believe that. But not only to believe that, but I declare and I say that even though you were buried, your Father raised you from the dead. Jesus is alive. And I declare today, based on the word, that Jesus Christ is my Lord. Thank you, Lord, for coming into my heart. I receive you now. Amen. And amen. Good thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord, that your body was broken for us. Thank you, Master, that on that glorious, glorious day when you said, For I have received of the Lord, Paul said, That which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus... The same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it. And he said, take eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord. You take broken things and make them whole again. In Jesus' name. And after the same manner also, he took the cup. Let's hold up the cup. And let's say this boldly with his stripes. I am healed. 
And by his blood, I've been cleansed. By his blood, I have been reconciled. And by his blood, I overcome. So after the same manner, also he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do you as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's remember what he's done and then let's celebrate together for a few minutes and let's rejoice that the Lord is working in our lives. Amen? What do you say we get the fire flowing, rekindle the embers, fan the flame, stir up the gift of God. Amen? God bless you as you go. Have a great day. Amen?